and must make the most of our limited time here. Each of us have these unique gifts to contribute to the world, and it's our job to develop these gifts and give them away. That's why I created the Preschool SLP podcast. The Preschool SLP is about working smarter to create real change in ourselves and in others. Being an SLP is a mission. It's about showing up every single day. It's about giving all of yourself. It's about evaluating your work. It's about innovating practice to change lives. Every single week, let's discuss topics that matter. What are the game-changing strategies? How can we treat the whole child? How can we create the truest and shiniest versions of ourselves and of our clients? We're here at the drawing board for a reason. You bring your own unique gifts. Together, let's create better. I'm so excited that you're here today for today's episode because it is going to be a great one. We are going to cover four powerful storybook strategies that are going to develop high-level thinking, that are going to develop high-level language, that are going to develop high-level literacy, that are going to develop executive function skills. We are talking about inferential thinking, high-level thinking when it comes to storybook. And what are we going to stay away from? We're going to stay away from the low-level literal fact questions, the who, what, where, yes, no questions. We're going to stay away from those, and we're going to move into the higher-level thinking. And why are we staying away from the low-level questions? Why are we staying away from the who, what, where, yes, no questions? Because these questions are not authentic. The reason these questions are not authentic is that these are questions that children know that we know the answers to. There's a right and wrong answer, and children know that we are simply quizzing them when we ask them these questions. Now, that is not play. We want to treat books as toys, and we want to treat the interaction of one as play. That's a back and forth dialogue in which we are interacting with each other and enjoying each other's unique contribution to the table, not a one-way interaction in which there's an answer key and the child's expected to answer in a certain manner. So we want to stay away from those low-level literal questions. What color is that? Who is that? Where are they? Is it this? Yes or no? Is it that? How many are there? These low-level questions, these are quiz questions. Books are not tests. Books are toys, and they're meant to be explored. So we want to ask those questions that promote explorative, creative thinking. Those are the inferential questions. And that's what we're going to cover today. We're going to cover what's known as the four P's from the Hannon approach. And the four P's means these are 
four strategies that are highly effective that happen to begin with the letter P. And what do these strategies do? They promote higher level inferential thinking. This is the this is what we want to see if we want to develop better thinkers. We want to develop people with greater executive function skills that are thinking in an if-then sort of manner instead of a black and white literal manner. So let's talk about these four P strategies. What we're going to do today is first, I'm going to go over the four P strategies, and then I'm going to apply the four P strategies to my all-time favorite children's story. And I wonder if you know what that is. If you're someone who happens to be a high-functioning codependent type, you might be able to relate to this character that we're going to read about today in my all-time favorite children's story. That's going to be my hint. But let's first talk about the four P's. In the last episode, I talked about the four E's, which were the four strategies that begin with the letter E that promote inferential thinking. Now, you can use these strategies in the context of storybook reading with one child or if you're storybook reading with an entire group. You can also use these strategies throughout the day within the natural environment, in play, or any time within the day, in conversations in the car, anytime you can use these strategies. I like to use these strategies when my children are engaged in task-oriented movement activities. And that's when I get the most incredible responses in which children talk about events that occurred outside of the present moment. And that is because the questions are inferential thinking questions. They're talking about beyond the here and now. We want to stay away from, as I mentioned before, the literal here and now fact questions. Those are closed-ended questions with closed-ended responses. And those in having a closed-ended response is very unauthentic. We're answering questions that children know we know the answer to. And children oftentimes can perceive that they are being quizzed, which makes the storybook reading not so enjoyable after all. So let's get to the four Ps. And the first P that we're going to cover is to predict. Can we have the children encourage the child to predict what's going to happen next? And of course, the call out for that is predict or what do you think is going to happen? The next thing we can talk about is pretending. Let's pretend that we're doing something that's in the story and bringing the story to life. The third P is known as project. What would happen if we tried this? How would that projecting into the story, projecting what the character is experiencing and feeling and how we would feel and what we would do in this scenario in which we're projecting our own experiences into the storybook character or the story experiences? And the fourth one is problem solve. What would we do differently or what would we do in this scenario that's similar? How would we change the outcome of the story? Or what would happen if we were to do this? Would we have the same outcome that the character happened? Or would something different happen? So that's when we think about what happens with the problem and the character solution. And what would happen if we tried that solution? Would we have the same outcome? Or what if we tried a different solution? Would we still have the same outcome as the character? 
So you can see that all of these are very high level executive function type of thinking skills in which you're not thinking literally, but you're thinking in terms of inferentially if then thinking, which requires a great deal of visualization and strengthening the visualization skills. So let's give an example of these four skills in action with my absolute favorite children's book of all time, which is Drumroll, The Little Red Hen. So I'm going to go ahead and read from The Little Red Hen and stop and show you how I would do this story and give examples of the four Ps. I'm going to begin with predict, then I'll give an example of pretending, an example of projecting, and an example of problem solving. So let's read The Little Red Hen, the best book ever written in my book. So the little red hen had to do all the housework. She cooked the meals and washed the dishes and made the beds and she swept the floor. She washed the dishes and she mended the clothes. She raked the leaves. She mowed the grass. She hoed the garden. And one day when she was hoeing the garden, she found some grains of wheat. Who will plant this wheat? cried the little red hen. Not I, said the cat. Not I, said the dog. Not I, said the mouse. When the little, when the wheat was ripe, the little red, ass, red hen asked, who will cut this wheat? Not I, said the cat. Not I, said the dog. Not I, said the mouse. Then I will, said the little red hen, and she did. When the wheat was all cut, the little red hen asked, now who will take the wheat to the mill to be ground into flour? What do you think the cat's gonna say? She asked, who's gonna help take the wheat into the mill so we can grind it into flour? What do you think the cat's gonna say? Hmm? Do you think she's gonna say, I'm gonna help? What do you think she'll do? What about the dog? What do you think the dog's going to say? Hmm. What do you think the mouse is going to say? Do you think the mouse is going to help take the wheat to the mill? So that's an example of prediction. Well, last time they didn't help. I don't know if they're going to help this time. Let's go find out. Let's go read and see what happens. Not I, said the cat. Not I, said the dog. Not I, said the mouse. Then I will said the little red hen, and she did. The little red hen returned from the mill carrying a small bag of fine white flour from the mill. Who will make a cake from this fine white flour? The little head red hen asked. Not I, said the cat. Not I, said the dog. Not I, said the mouse. Now, how would you feel if you're the little red hen? And here is the little red hen. You did all of these things. You, you first found the wheat and you planted it and you watered it and you cut the wheat and you brought it to the mill and you made it into flour. And now you wanted to make a cake and no one will help you do anything. 
how would you feel if no one would help you with any of it and you had to do it all by yourself? So here we're going to project. How would you feel if you did all of that and no one would help you? So let's see what's going to happen next as we pretend. Then I will, said the little red hen, and she did. Now she gathered the sticks and made a fire in the stove. And then she took the milk, sugar, and eggs and butter, and she mixed them in a big bowl with the big fine flour. Let's make the cake and pretend we're making cake. Can you make a big bowl with your arm? Okay, let's take our other arm and we're gonna stir it. Stir it, let's stir it slowly. Stirring the cake, stirring the cake. Okay, now let's stick, stir really quickly. We're gonna beat the batter. Stir, stop. Okay, so we're stirring the cake. Let's see what happens next. Oh. When the cake was hot, she poured the cake into the shining pan and put it, when, when the cake, when the oven was hot, I'm sorry, when the oven was hot, she poured the cake into the shining pan and put it in the oven. Such a delicious smell filled the cozy little house. And the little cat got off the soft couch and strolled into the kitchen. And the dog came up the, from the sunny dark porch and he came into the kitchen. And the little mouse, she jumped down from her warm chair and scampered into the kitchen. And the little red hen was just taking out a beautiful cake out of the oven. Whoa. So what should the little red hen do? She made this beautiful cake. Now we're going to talk about problem solving all by herself and no one would help her. What should she do with the cake? Look at that. The mouse came and the dog came and the cat came and they want some cake. What do you think the little red hen should do? Should she give them the cake even though they didn't even help at all? Or do you think she should keep it all to herself because they didn't help? Let's think about that. So the little red hen asked, who will eat this cake? And the dog and the cat cried, I will. And the dog cried, I will. And the mouse cried, I will. And the little red hen said, all by myself, I planted the wheat. I tended the wheat. I cut the wheat. I took the wheat to the mill and I ground it into flour. And all by myself, I gathered the sticks. I built the fire. I mixed the cake. And all by myself, I am going to eat it. Mm. The, whenever there was work to be done after that, the three, the little red hen had three very eager helpers. Hmm. 
Why do you think they were so eager to help afterwards? Let's think about that. So this is a classic for a reason. It's so good. Okay. So we should tell, we should tell our students that this is what teamwork is called. <laughs> Great book about teamwork. So we just looked at a classic, The Little Red Hen, and we looked at how we could take the four Ps, predict, predict what's going to happen, pretend, pretend and act out something that's happening in the story, project, project how you would feel if you were one of the characters or if you were in that situation and problem solve. What would you do? Would you do the same thing the hen did or would you do something differently and why and what would be the outcome? So these are all higher level inferential thinking skills that are going to pay off in the end. These are the type of type of thinking skills that not only will produce better academic gains, they're also gonna produce better social gains. These are the skills that are not going to change a child's language and literacy skills. They're going to change a child's life. So here we are today, and we're on a mission here. And it's not just to improve sounds, and it's not to improve grammar. It's so much bigger than that. It's to change lives. And what we're going to do if we want to change lives is we're not going to race to the bottom and work on these low-level skills. Instead, when neuroplasticity is at its highest level, we're going to aim high and we're going to accomplish a lot and change these children's brains and we're going to change these children's lives the next hundred years. And we're going to do that not by going in, aiming low, but by aiming high. So take these four Ps that we covered today. Master them. Know them. Use them throughout the day. Change lives. No, we're not talking about colors here. We're not talking about letters. We're not talking about numbers. We're talking about developing children who can critically think. We're talking about developing critical thinkers. We're talking about creating a better world. So roll up your sleeves and go on and make the world a better place, one child at a time. <laughs>